السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وأصلي وأسلم على المبعوث رحمة للعالمين نبينا ومولانا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه ومن احتدى بهديه واقتدى بسنته إلى يوم الدين وبعد فقد قال جل وعلا في القرآن المجيد والفرقان الحميد أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم أم يحسدون الناس على ما آتاهم الله من فضل وقال تعالى ولا تتمنوا ما فضل الله به بعضكم على بعض صدق الله العظيم وقال النبي صلى الله تعالى عليه وسلم استعينوا على قضاء حوائجكم بالكتمان فإن كل ذي نعمة محسود أو كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم Respected honored scholars, ulama, elders, beloved brothers If a survey has to be conducted on an average man beyond religious grounds across the globe 
if a survey has to be conducted on an average man beyond religious grounds across the globe to ascertain the fears that haunt him the most, by and large, you'll find that two things will fear commonly and extensively. One is the fear of poverty, and the second is the fear of sickness. If you look into the ahadith of the Nabi of Allah وسلم, which is in reality a reflection of the fears of the Nabi of Allah, then you will find that very ironically, while poverty remains our greatest fear, Wallahi, the greatest fear of Nabi Ali Salam was wealth. Whilst poverty remains our greatest fear, the greatest fear of Nabi Ali Salam was wealth. Open the riwayat of Ibn Abi Dunya. What did my Nabi say? That the greatest fear that resides within the heart of your Nabi is that there must be abundance of wealth and there must be absolute affluence for each and every person. That is my greatest fear. Why, O Nabi of Allah? What did Nabi, Nabi Ali Salam say? When wealth will come, become common in this world, then jealousy will become part of it. When wealth will become common in this world, then jealousy will become part of it. And when jealousy follows with affluence, what did the Nabi of Allah say? Be rest assured, people will fight, they will quarrel, they will envy, nay, they will even kill one another. Hence, as a precautionary measure, the Nabi of Allah said in the hadith that I've quoted before you, you know, my brothers, we live in a sick society. What did my Nabi say? That listen, do your matter secretly in this world. Do your matter secretly in this world. Why? Every favored man is targeted with a jealous eye. Do your matter secretly in this world. Every favored man is targeted with a jealous eye. And in the famous hadith that we all know, what did my Nabi say? Iyaka wal hasad. Save yourself from jealousy. It will destroy your good deeds like how fire destroys and eats up wood. Save yourself. Open the riwayat of Bazaar. What did the Nabi of Allah say? Dabba ilaykum da'ul umami qablakum. That the sins of the previous nations have crept into my ummah. He says, when I say that, I refer to two sins primarily. Al-Baghda'u wal-Hasadu. Al-Baghda'u wal-Hasadu. Number one is malice, and then number two is jealousy. And then Nabi Ali Salam said, if I may liken malice to something physical, what did he say? Al-Baghda'i al-Halika. Malice is like a razor blade. What did he say? Malice is like a razor blade. He said, don't get me wrong. It won't shave your hair away. My Nabi said, it will shave your Iman away. It won't shave your hair away. It will shave your Iman away. As long as there is jealousy and malice in the hearts, 
Believe me, my brother, brothers are not brothers. And when jealousy and malice comes out from the hearts, even strangers become the best of friends. Hence the Quran says, before the Jannatis enter into Jannah, Allah says there will be two streams. People will go to one stream and they will drink the water of that stream. The effect of that water will be such that Allah will cleanse internal maladies. Allah will remove pride, arrogance, animosity, jealousy, rivalry, malice. So a person will literally see his brother in a higher abode than him in Jannah, yet not harbor jealousy against him. Allah Ta'ala says when we remove this jealousy, then only they will become ikhwanan, they will become true brothers. What Sufyan, the great giant, the great Sahabi, Muawiyah radiallahu ta'ala anhu, what did he tell his son? Ya bunayya, iyaka wal hasad, fa innahu yatabayyanu fika, qabla ayyatabayyana fi aduwik. Save yourself from jealousy. It will become apparent in you first before becoming apparent in any other person. Open Tambihul Ghafi Abu Samarqandi. If you open page 94, there is an amazing quotation of his. I gave you the reference, Tambihul Ghafilin, page 94. What does he say? Laysa shay'um min al-sharri adarru min al-hasad li'annahu yasilu ila al-hasidi khamsa'a'uqubatin he says amongst all the spiritual maladies, the worst of all is jealousy. For the simple reason that jealousy will bring about five evil traits in a man. And listen to this. What does he say? Number one, the first thing that happens to a jealous man is غَمٌ لَا Unending depression. What is the jealousy of a jealous man? Constantly trying to curtail the progress of others. Constantly trying to suppress the popularity of others. It hurts him, it needles him, it provokes him on the inside. Unending depression. Let us use an example in the commercial world. Otherwise, my brothers, Allah save me, Allah save one and all. Scholars and ulama have written in kitabs. Faqih Abu Samarqandi said that jealousy is most commonly found amongst the scholars and the learned. It will affect the learned before it affects the layman. Malik bin Dinar used to say that shahadatul qurra maqbula fi kulli shay. I will accept the evidence of a scholar openly, provided one learned scholar does not give evidence against another learned scholar. He says, if one learned scholar of deen, if one alim gives evidence against another alim, he says, I'm afraid it will be contaminated with jealousy. You know, there is the scholar in America, Sheikh Siraj Wahaj. He will be visiting your masjid in a few weeks. This is what I understand. You know, he made mention of something amazing. As an ummah, either we stand up together or either we fall down together. So he makes mention of was the scholar, the salim, was preparing his Jumu'ah lecture. And his son was next to him and interjecting. 
You know, kids are kids. You give them the toy cell phone, they want the real one. You give them the, you no know, dad, the one you are using. Kids are kids. So he thinks to himself, you know what? I need to gather my thoughts and put together, you know, this Jumwa lecture. So what do they say in English? I love the one who openly hates me, but I hate the one who pretends to love me. If you don't like the man, tell the man on his face. Don't smile in front of him and then you stab him behind his back. So this Adim, what he does, he finds a magazine and uh, it's the map of the world. So he tears the page off and he cuts it up into a puzzle. Africa, Asia, China, Europe, whatever it is. And he tells his son, put the puzzle together. Five minutes down the line, comes back and he said, dad, the puzzle is done. Like they say in English, apples don't fall too far from the tree. So the father says in five minutes, you put the puzzle together. So this young boy looks at his dad and he said, dad, don't look at the map of the world. This was a simple puzzle to put together. Look behind the map. It was the picture of a man. I put the eyes in place. I put the nose in place. I put the ears in place. I put the feet in place. The father said, my boy, you have taught me the greatest lesson of life. When man comes together, despite his differences, the world will come in order. When man comes together, despite his differences, the world will come in order. I mentioned this a million times, that the definition of the unification of this ummah is not consensus on one view. Simply because if any person has that intention of unifying the ummah by bringing them onto consensus, I'm afraid my brother, by its very definition, it's a flawed definition. I mean, jealousy in the commercial world. A man is a king in his business. He's an absolute authority in his field. He's involved in import, export. And here comes another man who opens up on a small scale. Instead of promoting the man, encouraging the man, what do we say? Let us shut the man down. Let us shut the man down. Allah Ta'ala makes reference in Quran to an amazing narrative. In the time of Dawood might frown upon this of the very same thing. So there were these two men, they come to Dawood When we study the life of Nabi Dawood he used to divide his days into three. One day with his family, one day he was exclusively reserved for the worship of the Almighty Allah. And the third day was, resolved, was exclusively reserved to resolve the disputes amongst people. So Dawood as he's making the ibadah of Allah, suddenly there were these two men, they scaled the wall. Istasawwarul mihrab. When they entered like that, Dawood became a bit skeptical. He became a bit nervous that this is not a day anybody should be here. So they comfort Dawood and they tell him, La takhaf, do not fear. Listen, we are two disputants. Here is my brother. I quote to you the words of Quran. Inna hada akhi, here stands my brother. Lahu tis'u wa tis'una na'ja, walihiya na'jatu wahida. He has 99 sheep with him. Na'ja in Arabic actually refers to the female species when you refer to ewes. He has 99 ewes with him. I have one little sheep. This brother of mine is so jealous He's trying to get this one sheep from me and make his hundred. We might frown upon that and find it very strange. Are we not victims of the very same thing? Allahu Akbar, open tambi wal ghafilin. 
on page 97, Faqih Abu Samarqandi records an amazing incident. One day the Nabi of Allah is in Masjid al-Nabawi and Sahaba sitting around him. Listen to this. Suddenly the Nabi of Allah looks up towards the heavens. He looks down and he points to one direction and he said, Oh my Sahaba, very soon you will see a man walking from that direction. He's amongst the dwellers of Jannah. Amr bin Asus, the narrator of the hadith, he said, We raise our eyeballs in anticipation. Who's this man Allah's Nabi is referring to? He said, After a few moments, ordinary simple man, water was dripping from his beard. Holding his shoes in his left hand, he entered Masjid al-Nabawi. He greeted the companions. He sat down. Discourse, he gets up and he leaves. Second day, Allah's Nabi said, that man is a jannati. Third day, this man is a jannati. Amr bin As said, my anxiety got the better of me. I said, I have to find out what's the outstanding quality in the life of this man that Allah's Nabi has given him the assurance of jannah. You know, I mean, my brother, you meet someone in the masjid, you know, take the man home for a meal, Minister of Home Affairs. How many visitors? No, two are coming. And next thing, five pitch up. They know it's like a tsunami in the tomb. It's like a tsunami in the tomb. Nonetheless, Amr bin As said, I came to the Sahabi. I said that, you know what? I would like to spend a few moments with you. He said, by all means, come spend a few nights. And he said, the only reason was try to try to ascertain what was the quality in the life of the Sahabi? That Allah's Nabi, three consecutive days, he said he's a jannati. He said, anyway, long story short, I got to the home of the Sahabi. I observed him day and night. Nothing extraordinary. He wasn't, you know, some wali of the time. He slept throughout the night. He would get up at the time of Fajr. He would read his Fajr. He was a basic, simple man. He would go to his occupation. So Amr bin As said, after three days had lapsed and I was on the verge of trivializing the piety of this man and saying, oh my Allah, I come to this man. I said, my bring me to the gathering of the Nabi of Allah. Prioring Allah's dignity. What is the outstanding life? He said, you have seen my days, you have seen my nights. Nothing extraordinary, simple man. So Amr bin As said, I decided to walk away. As I walked away, the army, this man calls me. He said, you really want to know? He said, I'll give you the formula of Jannah. I quote to you the words of the Sahabi. I wish you understood the language of Quran. What did he say? He said, never in my life has my heart harbored jealousy or malice against any person in relation to the wealth or the affluence that Allah has given him. Never in my life. What did my Nabi tell Anas? You and I get up in the morning, we monitor our cholesterol, your diabetes, your sugar. What did my Nabi tell Anas? Ya Anas, in istata'ta antumsi wa tusbi. Unless you get up in the morning, when you go to bed at night, don't monitor your cholesterol, monitor your heart. Look at your heart. And what do the scholars write? They say any sin 
that crosses the heart and the mind is forgiven by the Almighty Allah. You know, you become upset with the wife. Perhaps out of fear, you don't vent the frustration at the wife because you know the reaction and the retaliation, but you are burning on the inside. You are forgiven for that. The scholars and the ulama have written, there is one sin, the mere thought of it will earn you anger from the side of Allah. And that is jealousy. Something to reflect and ponder over. So what I'm saying, my brothers, if the direct descendants of a Nabi were not protected, where do you and I stand? Where do you and I stand? I mean, we live in a sick society today. The scholars have written that jealousy comes into a person for different reasons. They say, number one, where you passionately desire that the next man must be deprived, even though I know I would not be able or live in that home or own that business, but Allah must deprive him. That's number one. Number two, the scholars have written, where you passionately desire that the next man must be deprived so I can enjoy it for myself. He must divorce that woman so I can get married to her. I mean, it's a reality in the community, my brothers. He must divorce her. And I always say this, Allah will give you the greatest amount of honor at the hands of that very man who harbors jealousy against you. Look at the incident of Nabi Yusuf What was the jealousy of the brothers of Yusuf That why does our father shower so much of love on Yusuf and Binyamin? Whereas we are talented youths. The mind of a jealous man operates. He would never think to himself, you know what? Allah has privileged him. Let me make an effort. Allah can bless me. No, no. How often haven't we heard? You know, my heart cries. Boy proposes, boy proposes to a girl. Proposal is accepted few days before the nikah anonymous messages circulating. That's a rotten boy rotten family You deserve someone better for your daughter just to jeopardize the marriage of someone else So what happens? This is how the mind of a jealous man works So the brothers of Yusuf we all know the narrative, you know, they take out a shirt They throw me into the well and they come to the father pretending that indeed your fear has become a reality and the wolf has devoured Yusuf. Yaqub was a Nabi of Allah. So he said, show me the shirt of my son. So they show him the shirt of the son, of his son. He said, what an intelligent wolf. It did not even tear the shirt of my son. It only stained it with blood. He said, oh my sons, I know this is your ploy. I know this is your ploy. You know, when we study Quran, Allah in Quran, makes Harun. Who was Harun? He was the cousin of Musa. Listen to this. His father and Musa's father were brothers. Number two, He had memorized the Torah by memory. And number three, when Allah privileged Musa salam, when he communicated with Allah, Harun was amongst those 70 individuals that accompanied Nabi Musa to communicate with the Almighty Allah. Understand the privileges Allah had given him. He was the cousin of Musa yeah, by memory. And he was given the privilege of communicating with Allah at Mount Tur. But jealousy gripped the heart of Qarun. What was the jealousy of Qarun? Why is my cousin Musa a prophet? 
and why am I not a prophet? He used to repeatedly question this decision of Allah. What he does, open the books of Tafsir. So Karun, there was an immoral woman that was living in that locality. So she tells, he tells this woman, Karun tells this woman, the next time Moses stands up to address a congregation, I want you in the midst of his speech to embarrass him as you're giving big sit down. You're playing with a friend of Allah. Musa salam ascends the pulpit. This woman stands up. He said, Moses, you're giving big, big lectures. You rather sit down. You have committed adultery with me. You're playing with a friend of Allah. Musa salam goes to one side. He falls into sajda. There was a loud scream that was echoed. That was the awe of prophethood. Musa salam stands up. He looks at this woman and he said, Woman, fear the Almighty Allah. Let alone committing zina. When did I ever touch you? She said, Musa, forgive me. Karun, provoke me because of the jealousy he has for you. Musa salam turns to Allah. He said, Oh, me Allah, if I am your Nabi, show me how you take revenge. Allah said, Musa, the land is at your command. He said, Oh, me Allah, if the land is at my command, then swallow Karun. The earth split and he started sinking into the earth. And my Nabi said, He will continue sinking right up to the day of Qiyamah. Understand, a man who was the cousin of Musa, he had memorized the Torah by memory, was given the privilege of communicating with the Almighty Allah, died as a kafir and a disbeliever, and the entire world witnessed what happened to him as a result of jealousy. My brothers, was it not as a result of jealousy that they did black magic on the Nabi of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam? Nabi Ali said, he used to become very uneasy. What do they say in Arabic? Aya hasidan li ala ni'mati. Aya hasidan li ala ni'mati. Atadri ala man ata'tal adab. Jealous man over what Allah has given me. Do you know to whom you have shown disregard? Not to me, my brother. You have actually frowned upon the decision of Allah. You're actually displeased with what Allah has given me. So they did black magic on Nabi Ali Salam. Long story, we all know the narrative. Allah then revealed the verses of Surah Falaq and Surah Nas in which Allah expressed the cure to the Nabi of Allah. And as the knots were being opened, Nabi Ali Salam felt a sense of looseness as though he's being released from shackles. And what does the Arabic poet say? Isbir ala hasadil hasudi fa inna sabraka qatiluhu. Be patient on the jealousy of a jealous man. Patience will kill him. Your patience will eat him up. Be patient on the jealousy of a jealous man. Your patience will kill him. Your patience will eat him up. When Nabi Ali Salam Allah cured him, our mother Aisha said, Why don't you expose Labid and his daughters? My Nabi said, When Allah has cured me, why should I expose them? You know, Imam Ismail, he was a great scholar. So one day he's walking on the road and he said, Ra'aytu Arabian. I met one villager, one elderly man. I said, Come, Umruk. 
How old are you? So he says, Mi'ata wa ishreen. I am 120. I mean, today somebody reaches 80, you say, wow, 120. He said, what's the formula for your ripe old age? He said, I'll give you one advice. Taraktul hasada fabakaitu. He said, in my entire life, my heart has never harbored jealousy or malice against any person in relation to anything that Allah had blessed him in this world. So what does the Quran say? My brothers, Allah is prepared to accept. Come with a clean heart. Qalbun salim. Come with a purified heart. Come with a clean heart. Come with a purified heart. We are carrying grudges in our hearts. And what did my Nabi say? Yakunu fi zamani aqwamun. Close to Qiyamah, there will be certain people who will make their presence on this earth. Ikhwanul alaniya a'ada usarira. Who will express brotherhood externally, but they will, they will have jealousy in their hearts. Medical doctors today have written, there are many doctors that are sitting here. I read this some time ago. They say a man who enjoys a healthy marriage life, after surgery, his recovery rate is much faster than a man who's going through crisis in his marriage life. So my brothers, if there are physical causes to our physical sicknesses, let me remind you, I remind myself, the spiritual maladies also affect us and affect those around us. So what's the formula? I just end on this. There's so much more I wanted to share with you. The scholars and the ulama have written number one is that when you are jealous over someone, make dua for that man. Make dua for him. You know, there was one person in the time of Imam, uh, in time of Imam Abu Hanifa, and this man was, you know, he had enmity for Imam Abu Hanifa. And Imam Abu Hanifa constantly used to shower him with gifts. So one day this man thinks to himself, you know what, I speak ill of him behind his back, you know, and this man showers me with gifts. So he stopped. And Imam Abu Hanifa, that was the day he ceased showering this man with gifts. So Imam Abu Hanifa told him, you're wiping away my sins as a recompense, as a, you know, just to, to thank you for what you had done to me, wiping away my sins, I rewarded you in this world. My brothers, life is short. Cleanse our hearts, purify our heart. Message, Allah Ta'ala protect me, Allah Ta'ala protect each and every one of us. Like I always say, this is the mother of all evils. The scholars have written, jealousy and malice is Ummul Amrad, is the mother of all evils and spiritual sicknesses. We make dua to the Almighty Allah. Allah purify our hearts, Allah cleanse our hearts so that we could die in a condition that our hearts are totally clean and we can enjoy the companionship of the Nabi of Allah in the gardens of Jannah.